Hello and welcome to the October 1st, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. everybody and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today and of course it's always wonderful to be out there with you. Happy October. I cannot believe we are already in the October month, October 1st and uh, you know, man life goes by real quickly. Now don't get me wrong, when we're depressed you know, life could feel like a, a lifetime. <laughs> you know, time moves actually rather slowly when we're depressed. Uh, but for right now, for what it's worth, whether I'm depressed or manic or what I would hope to believe stable, I could say this, that life is certainly moving by relatively quickly. Uh, and, you know, before you know it, it's going to be Christmas time. You, the holidays will be here. It's just, it's its absolutely in, in, insane. Um, which reminds me, and I'll speak a little bit about this in a, in a second. My children have birthdays in October. One has a birthday this week, and the other one has a birthday about four, four five, five days later. So, I have something to tell you about that in a minute, but I just wanted to update you on my traveling and trip and you know I had mentioned that if I had the time and I anticipated that I would I would certainly be podcasting from where I was stationed and I have to tell you that the times in which I had time to podcast had to be spent with me resting and sleeping and I'll tell you why I never realized how much going away on business, even as compared to going away on a vacation for pleasure, how much it takes it takes out of you. Now listen, we all go away, you know, for a personal slash pleasurable experience when we vacation with our families or our children, and we're shot when we get home. This was a different kind of shot. It really was. It was, you know, where I was, I had to be completely zoned in and focused on my job and what I was there to do. Um, you know, I couldn't slack for the most part, and I would not slack. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter that I didn't have any eyes on me. None of that matters to me. I was there alone representing my company, and I was proud to do so. It, uh, it was a it was a wonderful experience, but it was very very difficult in terms of my sleep patterns and my overall energy because you can't stop moving. You go from one thing to the next, and you know even the times when I thought I was going to have a little bit of a break, because my organization I am running and operating and overseeing essentially a brand new business of a place, by the way, that's been in business for over 50 years, but we're starting up a new entity is, that I'm in charge of, anytime you're starting up a new business, you're really on call 24 hours a day. 
I'm lucky enough that that hasn't been the case. I've been taking care of the work that I need to take care of during my work hours. But again, there are times where you're going to be needed. And even during the times where I thought I was, or at least anticipating that I would have a few hours to myself, I ended up having to be on a conference call and um, you know, with different states and different people. So again, it t- takes a lot out of you, long, long hours, sleep deprivation, all a part of it, really, really not eating great. I mean, think about it. You, you just, you're just not eating great, especially when you're up there alone. And thank goodness I actually had uh, met, I was so happy to do so. It was such an awesome experience. My old coworker slash old partner from seven years ago, when I first started with that wonderful organization that I'm no longer with, I had a specific partner who did the exact same job as me, and we worked side by side, and we shared an office, and she was a little bit brighter than everybody else because she eventually got out of there. As much as we liked working with each other, and she loved me, and I loved her, and we loved our boss... Uh, she was smart enough to feel something was just not right, and she got out of there. So I really loved my time with her, and I got to see her again at this event, which was awesome. So we reconnected. One night we got to go to dinner. That particular night I ate really well, um, and I had a great conversation with her. We spent the whole evening together. It was really beautiful. It was so, so nice. As a matter of fact, as I'm doing this podcast, I just saw a text come through from her now where she was saying what a, how wonderful it was to see each other. So great hooking up with, you know, old buddy. Thank goodness we had each other because even with my former place of employment, which was her former place of employment, we're used to eating dinner with them. When we used to go to these places, we would eat as a group. And, you know, obviously we're not invited as much as, um, you know, we still are cordial to one another, and I, I actually hung out with a few of the people that I used to work with at the nighttime events, and it was awesome to see them. I love them all, but, you know, you're not a part of their organization anymore, so you're certainly not going to be invited to dinner. So one night I ate alone, um, two nights I ate alone, actually, and one night I ate with my long-lost buddy, and it was very nice, but in the end, what it comes down to is for me, this was a driving experience that took nearly four hours to get there and approximately four hours to get home. Thank goodness I did not sit in a lot of traffic. I I traveled during times when there was not a lot of traffic, but, you know, four hours is a long time to sit in a car. It really is. And I love driving. I really do. I find it to be fascinating when I drive other places far away other than Mr. Joe's neighborhood. It's just something about um, this nostalgic feeling that I get. Sometimes I think about college, because college for me was relatively far away, and it was just a very different class of people, different environment. I I think it's very interesting to see how people live and where people live that are not from your own town. So as I'm driving through these four hours of, of travel... I, I don't get me wrong, I love, I love the sights, I love seeing what I see, and again, that nostalgic feeling, um, it's just something that I'll always feel when it's different from where you live, I think it's just fascinating, but at the same token, 
You best believe I was in pain in my knees for the next two days after I was done driving. Because you're driving that long. If you got bad knees, which Mr. Joe does have, then you're going to feel the effects later on. And the other thing, the morning that I had to wake up to drive home, oh, my goodness. I woke up, and I had the worst eye infection that you could ever imagine. I don't know what the heck was going on, but all I know is that what normally would maximum take an hour for me to put in my contact lenses, because I've woken up with that before, and usually it goes away after a while, then I could pop in my contacts. Guys, I couldn't get my contact lenses in. I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive for hours. I had to wait around doing nothing when I was really able to leave, and I was in so much pain. And to be honest with you, I forced my contact lens in because I couldn't stay any longer. I had to check out, forced it in, and I was in pain the entire way home. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. So ended that trip on a pretty annoying note. And I have to say, when I got home, I was exhausted, obviously. And I felt a little lost. I really did. And there's no doubt in my mind that the end result, and we've mentioned this before, we've talked about the importance of sleep and what sleep deprivation does to you. And in this essence, even the lack of routine and the constant running around, you know, with bipolar disorder, I feel that I do much better when I have a, a set routine, when I know what to expect, what I expect to happen happens, when I have a schedule that I could follow, really when I'm in a routine. And, and the reason why we feel like that is because, which is, believe it or not, very similar to autism, children and adults with autism, they need a routine, and I'm not going to get too in-depth about the explanation as to why, because there are several factors Sometimes obsessive-compulsive disorder happens to be one of the factors, but essentially it's the same reason as to why us with bipolar disorder want to have that routine, and that's simply because anything out of the norm, anything that is different from what we expect throws us off and provides stress or induces stress. And as we all know, with bipolar disorder, the number one reason as to why we oftentimes fluctuate with our moods is because of stress. And I can't, and this, I don't mean this to be, um, you know, uh, I'm not, please don't make fun of this, but I, I cannot stress enough how much um, stress plays a part in our mood swings and our episodes. So, um, you know, when you are trying to follow a routine, or at least able to follow that routine, and all of a sudden that routine, um, you know, goes a little haywire, our minds go a little haywire, so I felt a little lost when I came home. I don't want to use the word depression, but I had that depressive symptom where it was very hard for me to talk. It was very difficult. I found it very hard to get some of my words out. almost felt like I wasn't in the right place in certain moments, and I don't know if anybody could relate to that feeling, but... Because I had been gone, it was almost like I got stuck back into my home and I was not accustomed to being there. I hadn't seen my little guy in so long. I hadn't seen my wife. And there was a part of me 
that felt so paranoid about being there. Really did. Almost like, you know, I missed it because I was at work. And, and because I was at work, I didn't do enough to help my wife. But really, in reality, there was nothing I could do because I wasn't there. I felt guilty for not being there with my son. And just a very strange feeling. I don't know why that feeling came on. I don't know if it's normal. But ultimately, I had a very difficult time speaking which for me is a, is a subtle sign of feeling depressed. Now, I will say this, that feeling quickly uh, went away the next day when my older son came to see me, but of course that wasn't without any kind of battle or horrible interaction with the witch. And you know what, guys? I remember a long time ago, one of the podcast, one of the first podcasts that I had spoken about, my ex-wife, I said that I was not going to badmouth her, I was going to do my very best to just refer to her as my ex-wife, and uh, uh, unfortunately, her, her name is going to be Witch. That's her name. So anytime that I refer to the witch, you know that I'm speaking about my ex-wife, because she is really a witch. The woman just doesn't know what to fight about and doesn't know what to uh, what rules to break and what blames to make on other people next. She just has no idea. So I think I've explained this before, but during soccer season, the judge ruled in my favor and said that during soccer season, my witch is supposed to put the kids on her broomstick and fly them to Mr. Joe's house. And then on Sunday, when my son plays soccer, I leave the soccer field and I take them home because the soccer games are within Mr. Joe's old neighborhood, a.k.a. where my son and daughter live. So it would be completely ridiculous for me to drive all the way to where my children live, all the way back home, keep them in the car for that many hours for my ex-witch to only come and get them just silly. So it makes perfect sense for her to fly them out on a Friday. Well, I should have known because before Friday, right before I left on my business trip, she started texting me saying things along the lines that my daughter has a party and you told her she can go, but little do you know that that affects my whole weekend because of the fact that I have a doctor and I can't keep her home, but now that I have to keep her home, I cannot take one child out in the car by you and leave the other child home. I'm thinking to myself, what the heck does that even mean? Why can't you leave one and take the other one? You leave them for hours, hours and hours alone. They're going to be 13 and 15. They're perfectly capable. They get home at 3 o'clock from school. She doesn't walk in the door till 6 o'clock. Sometimes they're all alone by themselves. It didn't even make sense. And to top it all off, I told her, yes, I told our daughter that she can go to a party. But I said she still has to come to my home and I would be the one to take her. Don't put that on your mother for this weekend. It's my weekend with you. So she had nothing to say. Nothing at all. And then, of course, while I'm away, on, no, she doesn't even answer me now. So then I'm on, on a way away on business, and I get another text. You need to do more. You need to pay for your daughter's present for 
the party that she's going to. So I wrote her back. I said, I had every intention of doing that. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Uh, the, the, the text messages went on and on. I'm not even going to bore you. And finally, I just stopped responding. I mean, it was all leading to the fact that come Friday, I was eventually going to get this call. That, again, made no sense. Because really what it comes down to is she didn't want to drive my children to me. That's it. She didn't want to drive my children. Now, my son had a soccer game on Saturday and Sunday, which, which would have had me go out to his home where the, where the witch lives anyway on Saturday. So, of course, my ex-witch, and knowing that, probably said to herself, if I can get out of driving Friday, he's got to come to the game anyway, and then he could pick them up, and then he could drop them off Sunday. So, Friday I get the call, and she says, oh, your daughter didn't tell you yet? She's sleeping out tonight, and sleeping out tomorrow, and she's going to stay home. And I, and I said, okay, well, what, what does that mean? I said, so why isn't my son coming to me? Well, she has to be driven at a certain time because she's going to a restaurant and it's going to be impossible for me to take him to you and then get her to where she needs to be. Meanwhile, my daughter didn't have to be somewhere until 11 o'clock at night, okay? 11 o'clock at night, which, by the way, I didn't approve of. My ex-witch did, but she was supposed to drive my son out to me at 5.30 and go back home and drive at 11 o'clock. I don't even understand how the two intertwine with one another. So I said, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand why you're not driving him to me. So once again, she went, she basically completely violated the terms of our, our agreement. Not to mention, I spoke with my son and he was extremely upset. I don't understand why. I can't come there. My sister messes up everything. And I said to him, I said, you don't blame this on your sister. She is 15 years old, and this is what she wants to do. She wants to be with her friends. I get it. I was that age also. Even though it's supposed to be her birthday weekend with her family, she wants it to be her birthday weekend with her friends, and that's fine. But you don't blame this on your sister. You blame this on your mother. And I said, do me a favor, don't fight with her now. I said, but just know in your heart where this is coming from. And we'll leave it at that, and I will see you tomorrow. I'll be there to get you, pick you up for your game. We'll have a great game. You come back to the house. We'll have a beautiful dinner. We'll all hang out like a family. You get to see your younger brother. And, of course, it was a beautiful weekend. And here's the other thing that is just so sickening, absolutely nauseating. When I took him home Sunday after his game, I'd say we got home to his house about 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I walked him in because he had a lot of bags with him. I walk him in, and who's there? The witch and the witch's boyfriend. He said, come on in. I said, yeah, come on in. This is my house. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You know, uh, sure, I'll come on in my house to, you know, the, the house that has my name on the mortgage and my name on the deed. But sure, thank you. Here's what just blows me away. God only knows how many hours those two were sitting there because the first words that he said 
where, oh, she's been on the computer all morning doing schoolwork. She had a few hours of a break, but for the most part, we've just been sitting here all day, all morning, all afternoon. I wanted to turn around and say, how dare you say that in front of my son, knowing that you couldn't even show up for a soccer game to cheer him on. Do you know that the witch has not been... I can't count on one hand the number of games that she's been at. I, maybe three in his entire life. He's going to be 13 years old. He's been playing since the age of five, and I can't even count how many games she's been to. Maybe two or three. Maybe four. It's absolutely disgusting. My wife, his stepmother, has been to every single game. And guys, I get it. It's busy. People have a busy life. But, but I want to be there. It's something that I enjoy, and I get it. For those parents that really are just not into sports and you want to drop your kid off, I'm not holding it against you. I'm really not. But, man, if you got nothing better to do, I don't know why you're not cheering your kid on. These are competitive, important games for him. And he knows every time that he has a game, his mother is just sitting home doing nothing rather than being at his game. And he's, he expects it now. It's funny, because when I walked in, I had my birthday gifts, or my son's birthday gifts, and I, I said, here's, you know, here's Junior's birthday gifts. And she turns to me, and she says, well, where's your daughters? I said, my daughters are in my car, and she's not getting them, because I tried calling her and texting her all day to see if, when I was done with the game, if she wanted to come out for dinner with everybody, and I'd give her uh, exchange, you know, give her her gifts, and she would get all her presents, and but she didn't even have the decency to call me back, so she's going to have to wait. And she says, well, she's been sleeping in her room. And, of course, you know, I found out later, my daughter doesn't sleep at these sleepovers. So, of course, she sleeps the day away, which is fine. Again, I've been there, done that. I was 15, 16 once before as well. So the witch turns to me and says, well, his birthday is after hers, so why is he getting his gifts and she's not? I said, again... I'd like to give her her gifts. I'm not just dropping them off with her, with you. And dead silence. Everybody was just completely silent. And I looked at her. I said, what do you not understand? And then, thank God, the boyfriend chimed in after I had said, is it so wrong of me to want to be able to hand my daughter her gifts and see what she likes and what she doesn't like and see her reaction and do it as a family, not just drop them off. And, you know, the boyfriend, thank goodness, he interjected. And he said, oh, I could understand that. And she just gave me an attitude. And I said, okay, goodbye, that's it. Before she puts me in a pot and cooks me up um, or casts a spell on me, I better get the hell out of here. So, you know, she, she started out the weekend in a wonderful way by violating the driving situation as usual. You know, guys, what am I going to do? She knows I'm not taking her to court. I don't have time for that. I mean, listen, if it got, if it was week after week where she started violating, you know, obviously I'd have to do something because these are my children. This is my time with them, and I'm entitled to have that time. Um, so I would eventually have to go, but every time she slips it in there once or twice every quarter, you know, she gets away with it because she knows in her heart that I don't have the time to take her to court. Because if I did, she'd be in big trouble. 
And do I really want to deal with that? Do I really want to deal with putting her through hell, even though she decides to do it every day of my life, essentially? Whatever. It is what it is. And you know what? Later on, down the line, I think my kids will be old enough to, to know for themselves what has transpired throughout their life. And not, not who's wrong and who's right, but what kind of parents we both are. And I, and I think I'm a pretty damn good parent. I really do. I really, really do. Um, I will say this also, not to change the subject so drastically, but I'm going to do so anyway. Uh, something that has happened since I've been home from this business trip is I have been a complete mess with the gym. And, and I recall this happening with my personal vacations as well. It's very hard. Again, here's another example. You lose that routine because you're away on personal vacation time or business and you come home and you don't engage back into your regular routine right away. So it's almost like that depressive, non-routine-like um, fashion continues and lingers around. The smartest thing for me to have done would have been to get my butt up and go to the gym. And i got to tell you, I didn't. I didn't been quite some time. Now, I did go Wednesday morning before I left. Uh, Thursday, I didn't lift. Friday, I did a little baby workout in the hotel gym, which was just complete garbage. I mean, I almost started hurting myself more than helping myself because the machine was so old that I was using, it wouldn't allow me to do proper form, and then I started feeling a pinch in my neck. I said, I better stop this before it gets worse. So, you know, then Saturday came didn't work out then, didn't work out Sunday. I woke up this morning, 5 o'clock to go to the gym, and I felt like I wanted to die. I couldn't even move. I said, I can't believe I'm still tired from this trip. So I woke my wife. I said, is there any way that I'll be able to go to the gym tonight? She said, yeah. I said, I'll be home 6.30. So I'm going to go about 6.40 or so. Now, I have my psychiatrist, who I have not seen in quite some time, at 8 o'clock tonight. But I did write her an email, and I asked if we could postpone that for a week or two. Because I really, I, I think it's important that I get to the gym, and, you know, I know it sounds silly, but I'm just, I just got to get back home. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to stay, be home at 9 o'clock tonight after a doctor's appointment. I'm, I'm stable. Nothing is changing with my medication. I got plenty to hold me over right now really nothing more that I need other than just to tell her that I'm doing good, which I did do by email. So I let her know that that's what's up. She hasn't written me back yet, which is very odd. She usually does. So hopefully, hopefully I'll hear from her by the end of today. It's funny, too, because I looked in my sent mail to make sure it went through, and when I reread my mail... I said, oh boy, I must have a little bit of mania going on because there was no reason why in requesting a different appointment that had to, had to be three paragraphs long <laughs> because that's how long it was. All the work that I'm doing today is so manic-like. The emails that I'm sending, it's amazing because you can literally look in your sent email box to determine if you're more manic or more depressed. You're more depressed, it's... Okay, I will see you later. Bye. You know, you got no energy. You barely want to even hit the send. And then when you're manic, 
you know, you're addressing every little detail, every little situation, uh, just talking about things that don't matter and the number of ideas that came to mind today after a conference call when they asked for a list of pros and cons. There must be a thousand listed for each and every one. And then when I went back, I looked and I said, geez, I said, number five looks like number three. Number nine looks like number two. It's just me saying it in different forms. Because it's just unfortunate that when you do have that mania within yourself, you just start spewing things out. We've talked about that before. We've had a podcast on that. So that's pretty much how I'm feeling right about now. So I guess you could you could label me into the stable slash hypomanic category. I'm certainly feeling very good today. It's good to be back at work. It really is good to be back at the office. I love my job. I love what I do. I do have to go away next week again. I will be flying on a plane this time around. I'll be gone October 10th, 11th, and 12th, and unfortunately I'll be arriving very late, around 11 p.m. at night on Friday, um, leaving very early in the morning. Also, when I have to leave on Wednesday, probably have to be at the airport about 4.30 a.m. So this is going to be rough, everybody. This is going to be rough. You want to talk about having an impact on your stability in your mood swings I'd like to see how I'm going to handle this one and this time I'm going away with somebody I'm going away with one female co-worker meeting another female co-worker in the other state and I will be with both of them for the entire three-day span so there's really no hiding at all you know I, I'm gonna have to act normal or at least pretend I'm normal the good thing is I really you know I never met the one that I'm going to travel to but the one that I'm going with it man it feels like I've known her forever she's the vice president of the marketing department and she's amazing really she really is amazing I have a great relationship with her and it's just amazing um, you know because even my boss when we've talked in the past she's made some comments such as you know when you feel comfortable over there you'll get into the swing of things and I turned to her and I said, feel comfortable. I said, I felt comfortable the first day that I was there. I was welcomed in as a family. That's not an issue, feeling comfortable. I feel more uncomfortable around all of you now. But that's besides the point. Again, it was still nice to see them. But anyway, before I go off on any more manic tangents, which I feel like are coming because I've been all over the place, as a matter of fact, I still don't even know what we're going to name this podcast, but I'll come up with something once I hit the stop button. For now, though, we will be back tomorrow, and we'll touch base again if you want to talk to me by email, MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com, or, of course, you can reach me on Twitter at MrBipolarJoe. Now, if you are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness ask you to continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, if you're really having a difficult time, I ask you to keep fighting and keep battling, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. See you again real soon.